Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. And welcome back to the Boomer Bust Fantasy Football Podcast here with our week seven booms and busts, our DFS picks, and our Thursday night parlay pick. Uh, we discussed everything, uh, the recap yesterday. And again, we are without Zach due to him uh, still being under the weather, having a little cough, and overall not wanting to uh, blow out anybody's ears with the the overbearing coughing noises. So again, it's just uh, the three amigos as it was originally. And uh, head off to them. How are you doing, Kyle? Doing great, buddy. Week seven's upon us here pretty soon, and so hopefully win some money, huh? We shall see. So we shall, we've been close, but no cigar. And then Drew. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing pretty good. It sounds weird that we're already in week seven. The NFL season seems to go way too fast, but we're here already, I guess. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to discuss on this uh, this pod, like I mentioned before. So let's go ahead and I'll leave it up to you guys. Do you want to do DFS picks first, or do you want to do the parlay first? Uh, let's let's do parlay. Parlay first. Parlay is an interesting one this week. Oh yeah, and we're gonna spoil it right now that we don't like Zach's pick. So we've we've been trying to play it safe so far, <laughs> and so far that has not been working. So we're gonna go a little bit out of the box this week. All right. So Kyle, I guess since you picked what we're starting with, how about you go ahead and kick us off with your leg of this this parlay? All right, so my leg of this parlay is Alvin Kamara over 63.5 rushing yards. Yeah. I feel like, especially in a game where we don't know who the quarterback's going to be just yet, they they haven't announced if it's Andy Dalton, they haven't announced if it's Jameis Winston. If it's Taysom Hill, who knows? I mean, Ian Book, I think, is still on their roster. Kellen Mond, one of the two. I know Kellen Mond got cut and got claimed by somebody for some reason. I think it, I was thinking it was them, but I'm not sure. But either way, who do you lean on when you have quarterbacks that haven't prepared a whole week? So makes sense to have Kamara. Yep. So, Drew, what is your leg of the parlay? So my leg is going to be an alternate receiving yards for Alvin Kamara at 25-plus receiving yards. Which I like awesome. that. He's been over that or close to it at least every week. So. Right. Oh, yeah. When you have a quarterback that hasn't prepared for a full week, really, who do you rely on? And it's a lot of times your running backs, and could be a big Camara Mark Ingram game this week. So we'll see. I'm taking Rondale Moore over on receiving at 47 and a half. I know it's not probably not the the flashiest pick because Rondale hasn't done a ton yet. Being he's only played what two or three games now, but mm-hmm. Marquise is done. We're gonna see. Uh, D hop back for the first time in the last two weeks. We've seen Rondale go over 
60 in one and at almost 50 in the other. So that was my, my logic behind that. I don't know what yeah. you guys think about that. No, I like it, honestly. Okay. Good talk. I'm, and yeah. uh, the interesting pick here. Yeah. Zach picked Greg Dorch anytime touchdown <laughs> score. I, I will put it out there. We collectively <laughs> picked this for him. <laughs> but Can you tell him? Tell the fans why, Drew. I don't. I don't. Drew got cold feet. Yeah, I don't know if we necessarily have a reason why, but you know, we need to make some money here. We haven't hit one yet. Exactly. And we need to take some chances here. So Mm -hmm. we're, if Greg Dorch doesn't hit, then we're gonna blame it on Zach since he didn't give us a parlay pick. But But you know, at the same time, like. It's him and Ron Dale running this offense right now, so it, it's very doable, and he has really good odds. Oh yeah, like I, like I get D Hop's back, but D Hop's, you know, first game back in action. Action. How much is he really going to see the ball? Like the, Greg Dorsch could be in the slot a lot and have some pretty good matchups and ball out. And D Hop's going to draw a lot of that coverage too. So I mean, didn't you say? Uh... Marshawn Lattimore has been rolling out, too. Exactly. So he's going to draw their other next cornerback, which I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Uh, Yeah, since they traded traded one of their DBs to Philly, I I don't know who it is offhand either. It's obviously no one that we can name. But it's going to give him a lot of opportunity, I feel. But, I mean, this week's parlay is it? Plus seven thousand four hundred and ten. Yeah, these are some higher odds than we've been going with, but at the same time, our lower odds haven't been hitting. So we got to try something here. So it looks like it'll be Bradley Roby. So I've definitely heard of him, but he's been in the league for like a thousand years. I feel like fair enough. But either way, uh, let's move on then to our DFS picks, Drew. Since you. Got your second win last week, two in a row. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your picks for this week's DFS lineup. All right. So for quarterback, I'm going Matt Ryan. I am hesitant about it because, you know, we don't know if he's going to keep up his consistency yet. But he has a good matchup this week. And, you know, I'm just going for it here for the DFS. So Matt Ryan, Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Pittman Jr., Chris Godwin, Wandale Robinson, Mark Andrews, Terrace Marshall, and the Texans defense. Texans defense. That's all I could afford. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I do want to say I love me some Wandale, and we can get into that a little later because I know he pops up on somebody's booms and busts. But uh, I do love me some Wandale this week. Uh, That's a a shocker too there, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right uh, so i'll get in the mic yet again yep. yet again so here's a second place lineup for all you people out there i took <laughs> sorry I... sorry i just had to laugh at your your shortcomings yet again thanks buddy so my qb i went with geno smith uh lenny fournette josh jacobs t higgins brandon Ayuk, wandale robinson travis kelsey and as my flyer, I took Keyshawn Vaughn and the New York Jets defense. 
So we're pretty much all on the Wandale trains, what you're telling me. <laughs> Except for me. I don't think I started him. How much was Keyshawn Vaughn worth, may I ask? 4600 Oh boy, that, you're scraping the barrel. That, that's a flyer if I've ever seen one. That's a flyer, but think about it. Last two games, okay? Actually, like, let's go back last four weeks, okay? Seven rush attempts, eight, ten, then 17 last week. And he had a tutty the last two weeks. Three, or three in the last four weeks. Keyshawn so for 4600 Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a running back for Tampa Bay. I I know. I just haven't seen it. I haven't heard anything about it. But, I mean, if that's what he's been doing, then. Very quietly doing it. Yep. That's for sure. 13, 5, 11, 13. Interesting. So for 4600 I feel like that's solid value. I don't know. For sure. I could be wrong. He could get me negative three points next this week. And it could I'll be, be a, a Jeff Wilson, you know, negative point five points for, for you, just Oof. like uh, some of us did last week. <laughs> so, uh, I, I broke my streak of either winning or coming in last last week, came in third. We take those. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. I was even so good. I was so consistent. Uh, but this, this week, I am rolling Geno Smith, Ken Walker, getting the, the Seattle stack. I got Damian Pierce in my RB2, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, Alan Lazard. I currently have Gerald Everett in. He missed today's practice with an illness, but it should be cleared, I think, by game time. I took Brian Robinson as my flex and the Dallas defense against Detroit this week. Something. I mean, it's like either it. going to be first place or last place, more than likely, so it's just going to be one of those weeks. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, fair. So, do you want to go over Zach's team now, or? Yeah, Zach, which I don't like Zach's team very much, if I'm being honest. But either way, uh, Drew, can you clip that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, make sure you clip it and just post it a bunch of times in the podcast. <laughs> just repeats for an hour. <laughs> uh, this week, Zach went with Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins. Austin Eckler, who I also looked at, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't fathom paying top tier for him, knowing I had other positions to fill. I uh, he went Amon Ra, Chris Godwin, MVS, Gerald Everett, Brian Robinson, and the New York Jets defense. Hmm. Did I mean, we MVS all go just... Chris Godwin? I didn't know. So three, three of four. Chris Godwin? Three, three or four. And I, I tried to sneak Wandale in, and I still might over Brian Robinson. But, yeah. Uh, can we talk about him playing MVS, who just got held to zero points last week? Correct. It's a, I mean, I, there had to be better options at $5,600. Like, <laughs> like Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah. And well, well Keyshawn, yeah. He, he had to be a receiver. Keyshawn's a running back. Oh, is he in his? Uh, yeah, he's receiver. in his running back receiver position. He has uh, Brian Robinson in his flex. Uh, gotcha. But I don't know. I don't really love it, if I'm being honest. And you know, it's whatever. DPJ, maybe you could argue. Corey Davis. DP- Garrett Anybody? Wilson, maybe. Do you look maybe. at DJ Moore at 5,500? That's so sad. It is sad. That's the saddest uh, thing I've ever seen. Let's get this man out of Carolina and onto a good team, please. They're just going to ship him and Christian McCaffrey to 
Buffalo. I did see that Sam Darnold was designated to return from the IR. I don't know if that means anything, but... But that's the thing. Does Carolina start him over Baker now? Or not? Mm, They've... I think they've kind of... Well, I don't say they. I feel like Matt Rule had committed to Baker, so... I don't know what the... I don't know. (laughs) He's gone, so who the heck knows? It was the front office, obviously, that went out and got him, so... So that's our DFS roundup for week seven. Hopefully someone not named Drew or Zach can get a win. But it's not gonna be me, so it's looking like it's you, buddy. Probably not, but <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and read all of Zach's booms and busts off and we can discuss them. Uh so to start his booms, he went Rondale Moore, Ramondre Stevenson, and Najee Harris. How do you guys feel about his booms? I mean, I like Ramondre Stevenson. Obviously, there's a boomer pick in there, but <laughs> at Najee at 13, I just a homer pick. You mean? That's what I said. You, you said, said boomer. boomer. Oh, I meant homer. My bad. That's a same homer thing. pick. Sorry. Duh. Yeah. Uh-huh. English. Uh, but is. I guess my question is, is Damian Harris going to play this week? Because that could change things. Potentially. I don't think he practiced yet. I could be wrong. I don't think uh, he did. The last update I've seen was he was ruled out for week six. Okay. I haven't seen anything as far as practice reports or anything going forward. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, uh, They play Chicago, so there should be some opportunities for both of them on the ground if they're both playing, but if Dame's playing, he's going to take some snaps from Ramondre and vice versa. True. So, I would assume no update is bad news at this mm-hmm. point. So, I don't know. I I probably wouldn't be too optimistic about Damon Harris getting in. Okay, so the last update, like I said, was he was at week six. Week six. Sex. But he is expected to miss multiple weeks, apparently, with a hamstring injury. So, ignore that. It's soft tissue, too, so that's going to be hard for a running back to come back from. Like, quick. Uh, Yeah, no doubt. Rondale, as his boom, I like a lot. I looked at Rondale as one of my booms. Obviously, took him in the parlay. How do you guys feel about Rondale? Yeah, at 12.41, he's obviously going to be the number two behind D-Hop, but we already discussed. We don't know how much they're, work D-Hop's going to get. So. They're saying D-Hop's actually going to debut as a number two behind Rondale to get him. Who's started. they? Who says that? Rotoballer. Ooh, so it's like, bro, trust me? I mean, Rotoballer's a pretty reliable source in the, the football world. I just want to know who they heard it from, though. Uh, I couldn't get you that info, but um, I believe that you they said I don't it. Know. But I just want to know who said it. Right, I'm, I just I'm just trying to think. Like overall, uh, if he does debut as a two, it leaves I think a, a big door for Ramon or Ramondre Jesus Rondell to to fall out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then Nani, and, yeah, yeah, that's. Straight homer pick. No, we'll just go right into Najee. Against Miami, who has a pretty good... Run defense? Yeah, like overall defense. 
I mean, he had he had twelve point nine last week against Tampa, which also had a good defense. Yeah, but that's because he had a touchdown. Yeah, it seems like at least fifty fifty of the running back booms that Zach picks, he thinks that like you know something happened here, so they're gonna run the ball more, and I just don't think that that is necessarily how it works. You know, he says that he looked better, a little bit better last week, and with if Kenny is sidelined, that they may run the ball more, and I don't know how and true that would really be. Kenny is not sidelined. He's already cleared concussion protocol. No, if Kenny. Right, and Kenny cleared concussion protocol. Okay, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So he will be starting. Yeah, Kenny got in practice today, so that's good news for them. And then for his busts, Wandale Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy. So let's let Drew discuss the Wandale pick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, the the matchup isn't terrible, and Wandale is the only receiver that the coaching staff seems to trust. I just can't... I can't imagine he busts this week. That just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah. Uh, Wandale ran a total of 14 routes last week. He got targeted on four of them. That's almost a 30% target on his, his routes run. He caught three of them. He caught a touchdown. And this is the guy that this team... this staff drafted and they want to use and want to get him into games it it doesn't make sense to me and have a projection at just 9.52 points he would have to basically do nothing to to not at least cover in terms of what our booms and busts uh calculations are so yeah i mean his argument is that uh he missed a lot of time, and he could split time with Sills on the field. But, I mean, he did that last week, and he scored. So it's like, why wouldn't they give him more snap share? I don't know. I mean, Sleeper currently has Marcus Johnson ahead of David Sills on the depth chart. So there's that. And if you're in a position to start you know, you're you're Brian Dayball. You're in a position to get the guy that you wanted, that you you went and used a pretty high pick on, going in this offense. You're, you're gonna do it. It could be, it could be a situation where we see Daniel Jones looking his way quite a bit. I feel like. So, uh, moving on though, Kyle Pitts projected at ten point one nine against Cincinnati. It's painful, like I said, being a Kyle Pitts owner, and I'm glad I'm not. But but he scored last week. He well, yeah, he got he has two career touchdowns now, and the first one in the United States. True on three targets and 19 yards. But the the thing that worries me though, and I know I called him a bust. I forget which week it was now. But if in fact Cincinnati does have a lead in this game, and they're gonna they you know they being Atlanta has to throw the ball a lot. I think Kyle Pitts could see some targets, but then again, I've been, we've thought that all year, and it just hasn't happened yet. So, 
I guess that's kind of where I am. That eventually it's going to come his way, right? It's got to. Who else are they going to throw to besides Drake London? Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, with how low he's being projected at this point, and you know, I guess we can assume that they could possibly build on the momentum that he had last week. I just can't see him scoring under five points. I don't know. Right. Or they're just going to you know, Cardero Hodge the ball all the time again, like they did in the first couple weeks. Can we appreciate the fact that Kyle Pitts has had three weeks of 19 receiving yards? That's impressive. Yeah. For a guy that went over 1,000 a year ago. Right. And then his last bust, Jerry Judy. Which I I think if anybody in the Denver offense has a good week, it's going to be him and Greg Doltich. I think Cortland Sutton's going to see a lot of uh, a lot of Sauce Gardner this week. I mean, we're slowly seeing Jerry Judy's snap percent go up to like in the nineties now, and he's mm-hmm. starting to get more targets per game as well. I oh, I like Jerry Judy, I really do. I I can't see him busting though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I like his matchup this weekend in terms of the DB that's going to be on him more than I like Cortland Sutton's. As I say, Sutton's going to get sauce, right? Because, yeah, Sauce Gardner's shut down a ton of corner, a ton of receivers this season. And I, I just, I don't know. I think, in my opinion right now, I think Judy is the second least likely to bust. I think Pitts is his most likely to bust, and Wandale. I think Wandale exceeds expectations this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you guys know, I had picked Jerry Judy to bust before I realized that Zach did, so I switched. But I mean, if the Jets' defense can keep up the momentum from what they did last week to Aaron Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. it's not looking good for the Broncos' passing game. And you know, granted, he's projected. Kind of low, eleven point five five for Jerry Judy. It is a tough to call a bust, but if the Jets keep it up, I can see it happening. But it is kind of tough. I can see where you're coming from. I see exactly what you're saying, Drew. Um, the only thing that scares me is that Alan Lazard actually had a decent week last week. Yeah, but, but other did, than that, they were who, shut down. Obviously, who did Gardner follow last week? I, I really don't know. I think he was switching honestly between Lazard and Dobbs because who are you going to cover in that <laughs> wide receiver group? You know, mm. but that's from what I was told. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't genuinely watch. I mean, I had red zone on, so I just caught plays here and there. I didn't watch the entire game, so I, I can't speak to any of that. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and hop into ours. Uh, I guess our three, three of us, our booms and busts, like the uh, the old days. Uh, Drew, since you're currently leading, why don't you go ahead and give us your first boom for week seven? All right. So uh, my first boom for this week is going to be Andy Dalton. He's projected at thirteen point zero six, and to be honest, the Cardinals' defense has been pretty lackluster this season, and Dalton hasn't had a necessarily easy matchup yet since he's been in and this is probably going to be the best matchup that he's going to have all year and from what i've seen it does seem like he's going to play 
So, you know, I just feel like this is his best chance to boom if he's going to get one. Because I'm pretty sure Jameis is coming back sooner than later at this point. And I'm not saying put him in, in a 1QB league, but I feel like you have, if you have a super flex, I think you can throw him in there. So I just saw an update that says that uh, Jameis will be available for Week 7. Does that was, scare you at all? He was available last week. Yeah. But, I mean, do you think – I wonder if he got any practice in. See, I wish we could see that. Uh, last update I got – or I see here is that neither of them are carrying injury designations. So it's just a matter of – Dennis Allen announcing who his starting QB is going to be. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, clearly, if it if he announces Jameis Winston, then disregard what I've said. But if it's Andy Dalton, <laughs> I feel yes, like I agree. he has a good matchup this week. I agree. Yeah, if, if Andy Dalton actually does play, yeah, I don't see where he could bust even. I'd say he's at least that projection. Right. This week. As he has been all year, basically. Been at projection. And that's I mean, a yeah. decent matchups, too. Like, this is a good matchup. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he does play, then it should go well for him. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't played horrible. I mean, he's been... He's had better weeks than Carson Wentz, who's putting up, like, four points a couple weeks now. So, uh, Dalton, yeah, I think, like I said, as long as he plays, I think it's a fine pick. It's just a matter of whether or not he does, in fact, play. So, Kyle's in second, I want to say. Yes, sir. So, go ahead and hit us up with your first boom, then. Okay, so for my first boom this week, I'm going to go Lenny Fournette. Now, I know his projection is kind of steep at 18.02, but he's been absolutely balling uh, the last month, basically. Um, Tom Brady isn't looking like himself he's just kind of doing the more dump off kind of he just isn't looking good I don't know what you guys could say about that but I mean Leonard Fournette has, hasn't seen under 6 targets a game since week 2 so and 21 rush attempts 14 rush attempts like he's getting a lot of touches a lot of red zone work and a lot of touchdowns in the last 3 weeks so yeah, he's finally living up to that second round pick that he was used on. Or you used him on. Used on mm-hmm. him. Figure it out eventually. Uh, I, I don't mind it. I mean, 18 points, and he's been two weeks in a row over 20 points. Even last week, at 23 points would have been considered a uh, boom for him. So, I like I like it because it is an inter-division matchup as well. Tampa and Carolina. Uh, it doesn't matter wherever it feels like any interdivision game is going to be kind of that smack mouth kind of game and could happen again here. Uh, if he does, the only thing that worries me is if he doesn't find the end zone, he might not hit boom status. It might be a lot closer to projections or a little under, but overall I don't mind that pick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're playing the Panthers and their rush defense has been pretty bad. But, you know, other than week one, Leonard Fournette hasn't been able to find much success on the ground. Most of his success has come through the air. 
So this will kind of be a test to see if he can keep up to pace on the ground. But, I mean, regardless, he's getting the looks in the air with Tom Brady getting older. So it mm -hmm. does look like he could definitely boom this week. It just – it really just depends on how they end up using him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's playing that Ronald Jones role, basically, where he's getting a bunch of targets out of the backfield like we thought Rojo would last year. I mean, he had ten. He had eleven targets two weeks ago against Atlanta and ten catches. If if he keeps up, you know, crazy pace like that, like this guy's gonna finish as a top three running back. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the touchdowns. He's got four touchdowns in three weeks, but that comes with also getting the ball more. So, as long as he's gonna continue continue to get this big target share and you know twenty some rushes and. Let Lenny eat. Yeah. Uh, that leads it to me now. My first boom this week. I am taking one Alec Pierce. Uh, you could you kind of mentioned it with you know being a little hesitant with Matt Ryan having that big week last week and getting kind of hype in the DFS lineup, but we've seen three weeks in a row now with Alec Pierce hitting thirteen or more points. He's predicted at 10.55 points, but he's playing Tennessee, who doesn't have a great pass defense. Uh, he caught the game-winning touchdown last week. There's He's starting to get more and more chemistry with, with Matt Ryan, and I think if he can alleviate some of the pressure from Michael Pittman, who finally had a big breakout game again last week, then he could absolutely just go off 15-piece, 16 uh and his his production or his uh, not production his production's been good, but his targets have been good too. I mean, five plus targets in each of the last four weeks, and they've gone up each week uh, outside of last week where it went down too. But he still had thirteen point four point or thirteen point nine points. So, Alec Pierce, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Drew. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I do like it. The matchup seems pretty good, and if Matt Ryan can keep up from you know where he left off last week which he should be able to as long as the line holds up he has a good stretch of games here so i can see alec pierce doing well this week it's just tough to call him a boom like i don't think you're putting him in a wide receiver slot but i think you could definitely throw him in your flex and feel confident about it this week for sure yeah, I'm kind of, in our, can I just say again, our league of record, he is my wide receiver one this week because Justin Jefferson and Devontae Smith, Devonta Smith are on buys. So who are you playing this week? Oh, uh, Kyle, I'm playing you, Kyle. <laughs> so congratulations, I'm going to go to four and two on the season, or yeah, five and two on the season. So, so you're starting Alec Pierce, Wandale Robinson, and your wide receiver two, and then Tyler Algier, correct? Yes, sir. Solid squad. I know it's great. And I will also but, throw it out there that you said our league of record, which would be an exact copy of the fantasy footballers league, but it's the boomer, boomer bus league. Luck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just got in the habit of calling it that after. But yes, the boomer bus league. <laughs> but Anyways, just pick, yeah, just to pick back up on what Drew was talking about, Alec Pierce, I. I remember before the season started, there we had a little bit of talk about Alec Pierce, how he liked his tape and everything, and coming out of the combine and everything. 
And it's just, he's kind of like an Amonra, like a late bloomer, like kind of consistent, like what he did last year. And maybe not blew up in a sense just because Pittman's there. But if Pittman wasn't there, this kid would be absolutely nutty, I feel. Don't you think? For sure. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe. I, I just want to say, I don't know, because... Well, I guess they would they would just load the box up against JT every time. So I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't I, I like it. I just don't see him going crazy. Maybe like fifteen points this week. Which would be a boom. Mm, it had to be closer to sixteen. It'd be fifteen be and a half. Yes. But if Jonathan Taylor's back, I think that really opens the field up for him because then you're gonna see a lot more in the box and a lot more one on ones on the outside. Well, heck, even if Jonathan Taylor isn't back, Dion Jackson got. Well, Dion's also hurt, so. He got cleared though. Oh, did he? I didn't realize he. Yep. Uh, JT did have today. a. JT had a limited work set, so I mean. Yeah. Progress. And Dion's full participant today. I don't know what Naheem Hines what he's doing. He's. He's still. He got, got a full practice too, so. Yeah. So everyone's healthy. So this is going to be kind of crazy. We'll see what they do. But. Alec Pierce, I like it. Right. My first bust then this week, we kind of already talked about, well, we did talk about a player on his team, but I'm taking Russell Wilson. Uh, he's had You're not going to let him cook this week? Uh, well, I mean, if you smell that burnt toast, it's it's not a stroke or anything. It's Russ cooking. <laughs> um, he's only had two weeks where he's been playable, really. 27 and 18 points. He had uh, 18 in week one, 27 in week four. And every other week, he's had 13 or less points. He's projected at 17. And the Jets' defense has been sneaky good and kind of just underrated. On top of that, we just talked about that uh, Cortland Sutton's going to see a lot of Ahmed Sauce Gardner this week, who is Russell Wilson's go to target. And if his go-to target is covered, then he's not going to throw to anyone else because there's been many instances where he's had wide-open running backs or receivers and refuses to throw the ball to him. Uh, and he's been banged up with a hammy, so that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I just I don't like Russ in the matchup this week because he just hasn't met the expectations we've set for him to start the year. He's... He's in a QB 16, and if he's your QB 1 right now, you have to be worried. Drew, what do you think about Russ? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like it. I mean, this is really going to show whether we're exposing the Jets defense or Russell's going to continue to be cooking Russ, which is not very good. So, you know, if we continue on this trend, I can see him definitely busting this week. Okay, Kyle. Yeah, I I was a big Russ fan going into the year, but he's just let me down every So I I can see him busting again. He hasn't just let you down. He's let everybody down. And Broncos down. is not riding. Well, they're riding something, just not the not the dub. Not 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 a good trade to be riding. Kyle, <laughs> who is your first bust for Week Seven? So my first bus from week seven is going to be Jonathan Taylor at 16.09 points. I mean, I feel like we just kind of talked about this, but he did get a full practice in, I believe. Limited. Limited, Limited sorry. The other two were full. 
Yeah, right. And last time they played Tennessee, they held them to two points on 20 carries and 40 rushing yards. So even when Jonathan Taylor is healthy this year, he hasn't done anything except for in week one. So I feel still at 16 points, he'd have to get 21, which it seems like a lot, like it's easy for Jonathan Taylor to get that. But in hindsight so far this year, it's been a struggle. Between his lack of production in the three games after week one and the overall play from the offensive line, I can see exactly where you're coming from in this situation. And especially coming back from an ankle injury. And as a running back, your ankle is probably one of the most vital parts to your body, being able to make sharp cuts and and have that just strength to break out of some tackles. It kind of scares me. And, and I don't think that, you know, it, it's going to hinder him long-term by any means, but at least in this first week back, it, it does kind of scare me. So I can agree with it. Drew. Yeah. Pretty much what you said, like, uh, you know, if you drafted him week one, you were thinking, thank goodness I made the right choice. And since then, it's been rough. Yeah. And, you know, the first week back from an injury, it is questionable whether, you know, he's going to do well or not. And they're still projecting him pretty high, 16 points. So, you know, we could see him bust here, especially with a limited practice on Wednesday. So... I yeah. could potentially agree with this here. I can I you talked about drafting it and I, I wanna say I'm very glad that I drafted McCaffrey over him in a couple leagues. I mean, me and Drew, mainly Drew though, has been preaching draft him over Jonathan Taylor. And so far it's been paying off. So And but granted it hasn't been the best choice. You probably would have been better with Cooper no. Cup at this point. But mm-hmm. so far right. sadly for both, honestly, Christian McCaffrey yeah. has been the better pick, I guess. And I mean, McCaff- four, like, I was going to say, he's not doing bad. He's RB4, yeah. like Steve said. Yeah. I mean, at, the, it's, at this point, if you're drafting anybody, like you said, it is going to be a receiver. Cup, Diggs, JJ, that, that, that's it. Running backs have mm-hmm. really let us down. But anyways, back on track. Drew, who is your first bust? So my first bust for this week is going to be Devontae Adams. He's projected at 21.39 points. And I just don't – I don't think that Adams has a bad game. But, you know, maybe with the lingering issues that he's been having from pushing over that camera guy, <laughs> he might be a little stressed out. I don't know. I Like, they do have Derek Stingley Jr. who has been – you know, doing pretty well for himself, the rookie. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he shuts down Devontae. It's just with the steep projection of 21, I think he could possibly bust this week. Yeah, does he get any bonus points for pushing over cameraman? Do we know? Because um, that that was real, real crummy of him. I wanted to say another <laughs> word, but keeping it PG here. I mean, come on, man. I get it. He lost big game, all of that, but that's ridiculous. People change when they go to the Raiders, man. Uh, I mean, how much? How much do you think he's missing Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is missing him right now? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, both sides. And, and and like Devontae's having a real good season. Outside of one week, he's had fourteen plus points each week. 
two weeks and 30, uh, 32 plus points. And like, he's, he's not having a bad year so far, but the, the team around him isn't that good. I mean, the, the, the offense I think is fine, but defensively they've, they've really struggled. Yeah. And their defense going into the year didn't look bad on paper. They just severely underperformed for what they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I I can get behind this being a bust, especially with such a steep projection. Because even if you know, even if he has a solid fifteen week or fifteen point performance this week, he's a bust. So, I absolutely get what you're saying, Drew, and uh, I'll hop on that train. Do you want to add anything, uh, Kyle? No, I I can agree that Devontae's probably going to bust this week more likely than Boom. Okay, and then your second boom, Drew. All right, my second boom is going to be Romeo Dobbs. He's projected at 11.86 points. And even in the loss to the Jets last week, he had nine targets. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Green Bay's really going to try to get back on track this week, and Romeo Dobbs could really have a productive week uh, after. I just, I don't know, I just feel like they're going to really try to rally this week after the disappointing and embarrassing loss to the jets and And the giants (laughs) yeah exactly so i feel like they're gonna you know try and rally here and romeo dobbs is going to be a big part of that like i'll let you go ahead and go first because you were a a Dobbs supporter early in the season yeah i love romeo dobbs they kind of are just splitting target shares between him and lazard i feel romeo has the better hands maybe not necessarily better route runner but i feel Catching the ball with possession-wise, he has uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's his name. I think they hit. He has his trust more than <laughs> Romeo or than Alan Lazard does. And at eleven points, I feel Romeo Dobbs can easily boom, especially because he is getting some red zone looks as well. Yeah, they've they've both seen nine targets through two week or the last week, I should say. Uh, Lazard has been basically the top target since he's come back though it's it's close but he has been the top target since he's came back from injury more or less um i do like dobbs and i i, I do want to throw out there that i'm currently riding the lazard train in a couple leagues but eventually the steam is going to run out because four out of his what five weeks he's played he's had a touchdown and all but one of those weeks, he's had 13 plus points. So eventually, there's going to be another, you know, down week, and this this could be the down week for for Lazard, and we could see Romeo having a big game. And, and I do want to admit, like, or do want to say though, like Kyle, you mentioned him having some good hands. There is still some rookie growing pains there. Uh, there was a play last week where he had a he had one or two steps, I want to say, on his his DB, and I want to, I don't know if it was just. He dropped the ball, or he went up to high point the ball, but he, if he would have ran under it, it would have been a touchdown kind of thing. But uh, there's definitely some growing mistakes, or some mistakes there as a rookie, and growing pains. And it's just, he's just going to get better. That's the thing. Like at some point this this year, it's going to click where he's going to just go off again, like he did in week three, and it, it could be a very consistent thing after that. So I like it. Kyle, what is? I guess not. What is? Who is your second boom? My second boom of the week is Brees Hall at 14.43 points. I think that's 
super low ball on him, especially what he's been able to produce in this offense. I mean, last three weeks, 17, 18, 20 rush attempts, and he's been getting a lot of work in the passing game as well. Uh, definitely lo- catches a lot, but okay. I mean, two catches is still decent. Two catches, he got 100 yards. Right, which is an anomaly. <laughs> he got that, you know, 98-yard touchdown on the <laughs> one-yard line. But uh, anyway, but he's getting a lot of red zone carries as well, which is really nice. Uh, Zach Wilson's obviously putting a lot of trust in him as well. I don't know. I just like it. And they play Denver, so it's a pretty decent matchup. Yeah, I mean, he's averaged over five yards of carry the last two weeks. That alone is insane. He's found the end zone three times in three weeks now. Obviously, if he keeps doing that, he's going to he's gonna hit this projection. But the, the overall confidence that... Uh, What's oh God? I can't think of the coach's name. Robert Sala. There we go. Has in Brees. It just makes sense. I mean, 19 points is super doable because he's done that two weeks in a row. And he did. He, I mean, he put up 30 against Miami, who we we just admitted was a good defense. So I like this pick a lot. Drew, do you have anything to add for Brees? I mean, yeah, I do like it. It's just the rush defense for the Broncos hasn't been terrible, but at the same time, you know, the Broncos in general haven't been able to keep up pace in scoring. Granted, their opponents haven't been that great, and they still can't do well. So, I mean, if the Jets' offense comes in blazing, then it could be ugly. So, I could definitely see Brees Hall potentially booming this week. Yep. And I'm going to stick with that uh, rookie running back, Boom, and I'm going to take Kenneth Walker this week. Directed at 13.9 against the Chargers, who haven't had a good rush defense. And, I mean, he's been getting two and three targets, you know, two or three catches a game, basically. Last week he ran 21 times for 97 and a touchdown against Arizona. And I would say this is a fairly similar matchup because neither defense, at least the rushing defense, has lived up to the hype that they had coming into the season. And I think this is a game that Seattle's going to, I think, stick around and give the Chargers some fits. And I think Ken Walker's going to be a big reason as to why that happens this week. Having him around 18 points, I mean, he's been 16 and 20 points the last two weeks since uh, we knew... Uh, Rashad Penny was was hurt and then out for the season, so I'm just gonna keep riding the 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 Ken Walker train. But maybe it's a DJ Dallas week for all I know. Kyle, what do you have for this? I do. You, I think Gino's gonna keep them in this game for real. I mean, do you really think that the Chargers can cover uh, DK and Lockett at the same time? It's hard for me to tell, but I think Eckler's definitely going to have a good week this week. He's been balling like crazy. What does he have, 34, 38, 24? So, yeah, easy boom. I was talking about Ken Walker. You brought up Eckler. Oh, my bad. 
According to your things, I thought you were on Eckler. I don't know. You're talking about Chargers and everything. <laughs> that's because they, they play the Chargers. I know. I know. I <laughs> thought you were talking about Eckler, though. My bad. I, I was keeping the theme of rookie running backs just because you went with your rookie running back second. Okay. My bad. Silly goose. But, yeah. What a silly guy I am. But, yeah, Kenneth Walker. I mean, Penny's out for a while. DJ Jalis isn't getting any workload at all whatsoever like we thought he might be cutting into. And, I mean, he's just getting the rock. He's getting good passing work. So, yeah, 13 points is easy for Kenneth Walker this week. All right. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, like I said in the recap, I still don't trust Pete Carroll. But with how good Kenneth Walker is, if he gets even, you know, 10 to 15 touches on the ground, he could still potentially boom this week with how good he is so mm-hmm. so hard to stop yeah i do i do like it with a 13.94 projection against the chargers lackluster rush defense mm-hmm. so i want to admit this next bust pains me because i own him in too many leagues because i thought he was going to absolutely just have a crazy year and he's he's outside of rb1 range technically at RB14, but I'm going to take Aaron Jones this week. He's projected at 15 points, 15.22 to be exact. And he just, outside of that week two performance where he had 34 against Chicago, he's been, eh. He's had, what, four total games over 10 points, two games right at 10 points, two games under eight points. And unfortunately, the fact that we're still seeing, you know, A.J. Dillon touch the ball, you know, he had 16 or 10 rushes, six targets last week against the Jets. Just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about him having 17 rushing attempts. It just scares me. And for some reason, Aaron Jones just hasn't done what we knew Aaron Jones was capable of doing. And it's, it's not going well if you're an Aaron Jones fan. Or not even just a fan of Aaron Jones' owner. So, well, what what do you guys think about Aaron Jones this week? Commanders, their front's okay, even without uh, Chase Young in there yet. But I don't know. It, it it just worries me because he's getting less work than AJ Dillon. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just kind of tough because I do see the Packers, you know, getting it together this week and tightening it up, like I have. Romeo Dobbs for a boom this week. I'm not going to go out there and say that Aaron Jones is a boom because you really can't project that right now, but I feel like it may be hard to call him a bust this week with how I see that the Packers may attempt to really get it together this week against the Commanders. So you'd you'd be more confident saying he'd be hitting projection basically at 15 points. Yeah. I would be obscenely happy with that owning him in way too many leagues and him being my rb1 in one league because you know javante had to tear ligaments and everything kyle you're muted the hard part about aaron jones is that his snap percentage is like 60 almost 70 percent every week it's just his utilization isn't what we want it to be 
I mean, he's getting some receiving work, three, four targets a game. Nothing like crazy, but A.J. Dillon's taking some targets away from him as well. And I know Drew is huge on Aaron Jones getting a lot of targets and a lot of receiving work this year, as I think we all kind of were. I was with him, so. But, I mean, so far, A.J. Dillon's almost on pace to have the same amount of targets as Aaron Jones this year, plus he's getting more touches with less snap share. Like, the utilization for Aaron Jones is just awful. To see he's a bust this week, I could definitely see it. Yeah, so through six weeks, A.J. Dillon has three more rushing attempts and three less targets. So it's it's a very, you know, 50-50 backfield right now, but... <laughs> What was it? Three years ago, three and four years ago, Aaron Jones was a top five and a top two running back in PPR scoring. What what hmm. happened to that Aaron Jones? I mean, a thousand yards rushing. I mean, I get I get twenty nineteen. There's no way he's replicating a sixteen touchdown on the ground and three reception receiving touchdowns. There's no way he's he's replicating a nineteen touchdown season. But he he's a top ten, top five running back in my opinion, and he's just he's not there right now. Does Devontae Adams not being there actually hurt him that much? It could because you can see, you know, arguably more people in the box. And I feel like you're more inclined to play someone like Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs one-on-one. Whereas when you had Devontae there, you're going to get the number one DB plus safety help over the top and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. or, and I do want to think, is it also, can we talk about, you know, the fact that maybe, Aaron Rodgers is not the Aaron Rodgers he was just a year ago. Because he's, he in fantasy, PPR scoring, he's QB 20 right now. This guy yeah, was you know, MVP for, what, two years in a row now or something like that? He's been consistently a top five, top ten, and now he's top 20, barely. I mean, what are the odds that we see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the same year not look like themselves? You know, we're just so used to seeing those two balling out that they're just not producing the way we're used to it. And it's kind of sad, but nothing we can really do. It's just old age at this point, too. Yeah. Or like Tom Brady said, uh, he's looking at football like uh, it's just a, a, a deployment and he's not really happy about that. So what a terrible take. Oof. What a, what a terrible take, Tom. Kyle, go ahead with boom or no bust number two for you. Sorry. Yeah, so bus number two is going to be James Robinson. I I was so high on him this year, and now they're starting to incorporate Travis Etienne more in the offense, which he's good. I'm not going to deny he's not bad, but James Robinson has been proven to like be very well in that offense, and hey, they're just not using him, not getting many touches. He's dwindling to single digits now. And he's projected at 11 points, so for him to bust, it would technically be six points. But he hasn't, I don't think he's done that in the last he, few he weeks. He hit six and a half last week. He hit six and a half, and then the week but before he, he had. projected at 11.6, so technically he was still a bust. I mean, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're splitting hairs, but still. Exactly. Like, week four, he had 1.9. Week five, 5.9. I just, it's tough. As a James Robinson owner in so many leagues, I think I call him a bust. I mean, he's. You said recently he's been getting under. He's been getting single. Oh, well, in like week four, I meant. Sorry. Yeah. 
it's it's only been week four, but at the same time, if he doesn't score on the or like pop off a run on what he is getting, you know, it doesn't look great. So I just hate the fact that I don't know. Maybe I'm a Travis Etienne hater, but they are starting to get him more involved, and I just can't see it, you know, translating to major fantasy implications. But yeah, I mean, until we get a really good game script for the Jaguars here, I can't see James Robinson doing super well unless he scores. Mm-hmm. So and that's the only way he's been fantasy relevant is if yeah. he scores. Yeah. Right. And we've seen his his uh, snap share go down since week three. And I, I don't know what happened in between week three and four because he was, you know, seeing about 60% of the snaps. And then he went down to under 50. And then he was at 40 against Houston and then 43 last week. And for some reason, they've been incorporating Jermichael Hasty a little bit. I mean, he had about a 60-yard rushing touchdown last week as well. And I think I, I agree with Drew. As I'm not as much of an ETN hater, but I don't think the pick was necessary. I get I get why he was picked. I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence there. Get the guy he's comfortable with. But ET, or ETN, uh, Robinson's just been, since he's coming to the league, he's been a, a top running back. I mean, last year he missed a few games. He was RB25, but still had an okay season. His rookie year, he was a top 10 running back. I personally just I don't understand why we're not going to utilize a guy who's only a year older than ETN and doesn't have a ton of tread on his tires. And just I, I just I don't get it. Or has a ton of tread on his tires, I should say. He he hasn't been utilized a ton. Yeah. But for some re- for some reason Jacksonville sees it the other way, but I don't know. Doug Peterson has been prone to use a running back by committee, so it could be a hot hand kind of thing, too. So we'll see. Drew, who is your second bust? So my second bust this week is going to be Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. He's projected Andrews? At, yeah, rough. But he's projected hmm. at 18.26 points, and I do get it. I mean, if you have him, you're putting him in your lineup. But he didn't even practice – uh, Wednesday with a knee injury and with how important he is I do believe that he is going to play but I feel like if he does play with I think they go on the more safe side this week and he doesn't get crazily involved just so he can get a little bit more kind of like here. Detroit did with Amonra when he came back from his ankle yeah mm-hmm I mean, I just, I just hate it because I do have Andrews in a handful of leagues, and it's just, it's so hard to see him go, you know, be banged up, because the dude's just a stud. I mean, him, he and Travis Kelsey, clearly the top two tight ends in football. There, there's no debate about it. But if if he hits a 13 point week, then and so be it. <laughs> 13 points at tight end, you're still feeling okay. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. because half these weeks, I mean. And Joku, I think, you know, last week had like eight points. Uh, just because I was like, yeah, you know, that's who the Ravens are playing this week. I mean, Pitts has had, what, 10 points twice this year. Uh, I mean, Everett's had a few good games. Higby's had a few games. But no no one's consistently hitting that that 
13-ish target. And if even if Andrews doesn't have that crazy 20-point week, so be it. I'll take a 13-point week, and we can move on from that. So, Kyle? Yeah. Mark Andrews, I didn't really draft too much of him this year, which is I really wanted to in a lot of leagues. I just couldn't pull myself to do it. And I kind of kicked myself because I feel getting a top-tier tight end would have really helped. But at 18.26 points, I can honestly just kind of see him maybe meeting projection this week. I don't know if I can say he's a bust, but I'm just kind of on the fence with him. Okay. So, Drew, then your last boom for week seven. All right. My last boom is going to be Wondell Robinson. Uh, Contrary to Zach, he's projected at (laughs) 9.52 points. And, you know, he came back from injury last week and he found the end zone in his first week back. I mean, clearly the Giants are hurting at the wide receiver position. And from what we've seen, the coaching staff really loves Wandell. I just think, you know, he can do really well this week from the opportunity that he's going to get. And I don't know, with the low projection and how well the Giants have been doing overall in terms of winning the games i think at some point here if wandale is healthy he's going to produce i absolutely agree i i was on the wandale train in the off season like i was ready to get him in and i think i took him in a couple leagues as like my very last pick but he what he had four targets last week Yep, three for 37. 14, 14 routes run, four, four targets. The only player that I'm seeing that uh, had more targets than him was Daniel Bellinger. Even Saquon hmm. had less than him. They they clearly want to get him ut- utilized. I, I feel like going forward, uh, you know, with, with Sterling Shepard obviously being injured and being done for the year, Kenny Galladay being god-awful, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be until we see Kadarius Tony come back. I think we're gonna see a lot of Wandale. We're gonna see a lot of Richie James and Darius Slayton as like in any three three receiver sets. I don't think David Sills is gonna have that big of an impact like Zach mentioned. And and I just I, I truly believe you know Wandale is the person this offense or this the staff wanted. They're gonna get him involved in the game plan, and Wandale. Big time slot receiver. Brian Dayball loves to target his slot receiver. Just look at what he did with Cole Beasley when he was in in Buffalo. This guy, this guy could have some really good seasons as long as Dayball is his coach and he continues to get utilized. And I'm excited to see what he does this the rest of this year at least because I think he's gonna he could. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on the record. He could be that Amon Ra type player where. You know, obviously he got injured week one and missed a bunch of weeks and hasn't done much since, but he could be that off to a little bit of a, you know, slow-ish start, but then just absolutely go nuts at the end of the season. Kyle, what do you have for, for Wando? I, I, I didn't look into him as much as you guys did this year. I was kind of on that Kadarius Tony hype train like I was from last year, and obviously that didn't pan out, so... I mean, I watched him play a little bit last week. He didn't look bad. I mean, as long as Daniel Jones can get him the rock, get him more targets, I feel like he could boom. I mean, at nine points, it can't be that hard when he's the only one throwing to. So, 
even even if his targets goes to what say let's say he goes from four to six targets three to three to four or five or five catches he's one of those players that has that shiftiness and that ability to just make people miss kind of like Kadarius Tony has and and I do think if you can get Kadarius Tony and Wandale on the same offense it could be a, a really fun offense to watch uh, I do want to say that so yeah, definitely Kyle who is your last boom then my last boom is Josh Jacobs. I was a huge fan of Josh Jacobs. I got him in a lot of leagues. He's at 17.84 points. Good matchup this week. They're starting to finally trust him. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse from like last few weeks we've been talking about him. But they're giving him that huge workload that we've been begging them to give Josh Jacobs all along. Ever since week four, he's had 28, 21 touches, over 100 yards rushing, and about 30 yards receiving as well. I mean, they play Houston. It's a fantabulous matchup. And on the other side of the ball, Damian Pierce is a good matchup as well. But I see Josh Jacobs easily going over 17.84 points. You're good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fantabulous for him, as Kyle would say. (laughs) But if they keep giving him the touches that they've been giving him, I can see it. I like Josh Jacobs. Like Kyle said, we're beating the dead horse here, but if they keep it up, he should be able to produce, so I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I do want to say my only issue is last time that we picked a running back to boom against Houston, we picked James Robinson, and he had like four points. But Travis Etienne was starting to see more of the, the backfield, so that, that really doesn't appear to be an issue between you know Brandon Bolden and Zamir White behind him right now. He's getting... You know, he's getting, like you said, 28, 21 touches uh, or, or runs along with five and six targets the last two weeks and five targets each of the last three weeks. So uh, get, give me all of Josh Jacobs this week. I think it's it, it's a great start for him, a great start, and dude's going to have another 25-point performance easily. My last boom, I am... Kyle, who Kyle alluded to, taking Austin Eckler. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, play Seattle. Seattle run defense hasn't been good, but on top of that, we're seeing Eckler getting, I mean, an absolute crap ton of targets. He had 16 targets out of the backfield last week. 14 uh, rushes. So Seattle, who hasn't really done well against opposing running backs this season, Goes up against arguably the top fantasy running back, at least. Uh, this is a guy who's going to get six or seven targets easily. He's going to get, you know, 14 to, you know, 17 handoffs. And he could easily put up a 25 piece and just absolutely eat against Seattle this week. Drew, what do you have to say about Eckler? No, I mean, I like him. You know, he's been showing up. He's starting to get a roll going here. I think he could definitely boom this week. I don't see why not, really. Yep, fair enough. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, good matchup against Seattle. He's going to be utilized like crazy. The only thing I could see maybe going down is his targets. I mean, he had 16 last week, which is absolutely (laughs) nuts. Yeah. Because if Keenan Allen's back, we all know his targets are probably going to dwindle a little bit, but I don't see it enough to where he's going to bust. So, I mean, 20-plus is easy for Austin Eckler. He's RB1 on the year so far. 
Right. So last but not least, my final bust. Drew took his counterpart, Devontae Adams, as a bust. Kyle took his running back, Josh Jacobs, as a boom. But I'm taking Hunter Renfro this week as a bust. Um, the three games he's played this year, he hasn't scored more than nine points. He's currently projected at 11. So he'd have to be around six, and he's done six or less all except for one week. Houston, like uh, Drew mentioned, their secondary has been better than people give them credit for, especially against or for uh, fantasy value against you know receivers. And just overall, just hasn't looked like the Hunter Renfro from a season ago, who was a top what twelve receiver. And it's just it's a struggle, I think, to plug him into a lineup until we see more consistency out of him. So. Uh, I, I don't like Renfro this week, and uh, until we see him go get more tar- targets going forward, I'm going to continue to to shy away from him and maybe look more towards Matt Collins if he turns it around like he was at the start of the season. Kyle, what do yeah. you say about Renfro? Hunter Renfro went from a Pro Bowl wide receiver, which, I mean, that doesn't really say much. It's just a popularity contest to, like, a guy that could honestly be draftable on your fantasy football teams right now. I just twelve points. He hasn't even reached ten, like you said, like all year. I mean, the targets might be there, but he's just not doing anything with it. I could see him as a bust. Yeah, I mean, he's at nineteen points, nineteen and a half points on this season right now. Between yeah. the three games he's played, that's, that's no boy, that's no. terrible. Yeah. That, that's okay. Your yeah. Thanks, I mean, Drew. No, I mean I. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't know we were passing it to me there, but I mean, I agree. Last, uh, w- what week was it? Week five, he kind of returned there, and he only, he only had four targets. He caught them all, but it was on, you know, lower short routes. He had 25 yards total, and I don't think he produces really unless they throw it to him in the red zone with Devontae Adams there now. It's not looking good for him to get those looks. So, right. I, I going forward, I can see him not doing as well as we wanted him to, and I can see him busting this week. Right. Glad I didn't draft him anywhere. Thankfully, Same. I don't even think I have him in any best ball. So, not so sure about that. I'd have to look. But Kyle, who is your last bust? My last bust is MVS. It, we've picked him so much for bust this year. I feel it's crazy, but. The utilization, I mean, his targets over the last few weeks, like he's he was held to zero points last week. And, I mean, he gets a couple targets here and there. Like week five against the Raiders, he had eight targets. He had 15 points, but that was the only time he's went over double digits. I mean, he's projected at 10.7 points this week. And did we see like, like an emergence from Juju finally for this team? I mean, five for five, awesome. low has a tutty, 113 yards. I mean, we both know, or we all know, that Kelsey's going to get his. And, I mean, CEH hasn't shown up since week four. And the, I don't know. This offense is just really weird to me this year. I don't – I just it's hard to place my finger on it, but I just don't see MVS doing well. I mean, 
knowing MVS, this is going to be his week where he has one catch for 80 yards and a touchdown, though. Like, he's this is going to be his bounce back game. He, everybody's going to add him back because you know he had he had one catch and he has that kind of breakaway speed potential. Well, he's had that breakaway speed potential all year, and Mahomes hasn't hit him once for a touchdown. So. <laughs> right. That, that's where I am on this. I, I I'm so upset with MVS. I think I took him as one of my season long booms. As finishing higher than where he was drafted, he just he hasn't done that yet, and it's it's just so painful to watch. True. I mean, yeah, we're beating the dead horse here. I feel like MVS. There's no way you can trust him at all in fantasy, especially after last week he did absolutely nothing. And you know the 49ers defense has been really good against. Uh, fantasy wide receivers so yeah i could for sure see him busting this week mm-hmm. and then last but not least who is your bust so, final bust i should say yeah my final bust for this week is going to be keenan allen he's projected at 15.52 and it does seem like the signs are pointing toward keenan allen is finally going to make his return this week but you know with the limited time that he's going to have to prepare and with the limited time to be back, I just don't think he produces for fantasy this week. Yeah, if he plays, you know, you're going to be tempted tempted to throw him in there. But I just don't think his first week back that he's going to do well. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about him being back since like week four. We'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, he'll be back and he's going to be fine. He'll be back. No. It's just one of those, another hamstring, you know, those, we mentioned, I forget who it was with earlier, someone who mentioned with a, with a hamstring injury, that soft tissue injury, causing, a, a, so, you know, so far for him, a, a five-week issue, he, he's still not 100%, he only practiced in a limited basis uh, on Wednesday, and it just, it worries me, and, and I'm a, I'm a, absolutely, I love Keenan Allen, I think he's, He's probably one of my favorite receivers to watch just because he doesn't do he doesn't do anything super crazy. He isn't super flashy. He isn't in the media. But what he what he does is he goes out there and he gets the job done. And I'm I, I'm wishing he would stay healthy and or could stay healthy this season and come back. But it's just right now it's it's not looking so hot. And if he does come back, he can't really trust him this week. I, I could see more closer to like a six to seven point production just because you want to make sure his, his hammy is 100% before they give him the full workload. But I'll pass off to Kyle. See, I feel with Keenan Allen, they're not just going to... I feel he's like 100% or nothing. You know what I mean? I feel like he's one of those players that they're not going to play him unless if he's going to be 100%. And if so, I feel he's going to get a full workload. Okay. I... To me, I feel taking Keenan Allen as a bust if he's on the field is not very likely. I feel like he's at least probably going to hit projections. That's just my thoughts, though. I still remember, I think it was two years ago, it was fantasy playoffs, and (laughs) everybody was worried if Keenan Allen was going to play. And right before the game started, you know, the camera panned to him, and he looked dead in the camera and said uh start me and he played but they didn't really use him because of his 
injury. So that's kind of where he I'm said start here. me. He did. Yeah. He said he was. I, I thought it was either that or he, it was. I thought it was either that or week sixteen. He said play me. I'm gonna play, and then he didn't play in week sixteen or something like that. It was all I remember is it was fantasy playoffs and people listened right. to him and it didn't work out. So that's why I'm <laughs> hesitant with him. Right. So with that, do you guys have any uh closing thoughts before we wrap the show up? No. Sorry, Kyle. No, I mean Nothing. not really. We kinda hit on all the tops topics today. Uh hopefully we don't get screwed by Zach's pick in the parlay. I mean it's tough. We can cash out. I I know we had to talk him out of taking Greg Dorch two plus tutties, so <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah. Drew, do you have anything? No, I think we touched on most of the spots I wanted to touch on today, and I feel pretty good going into this week's fantasy. The only thing that I don't think we touched on that I do want to mention is that Dak Prescott is supposed to be back this week. He's been cleared to play. Are we starting Dak against Detroit? Bad defense? like. Yeah, I mean, you probably wasted your higher pick for a QB on Dak, so you your backup probably isn't looking great, yeah. And then sticking with QB, Lamar Jackson, limited at practice with a hip injury. Does that worry you guys at all? Not nah. yet. Okay. So with that, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Boom Bus Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and or not not Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Uh, if you have any questions, hit us up on there. We're at BoomerBustFF. We'll answer any questions, and uh, you know, starter sits, trades, any of that stuff. Just let us know, and uh, we'll go from there. So we'll see you guys all in uh, our week seven recap next week, and uh, catch you then. Peace. Later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.